a listener production. Hi, I'm Elle Ferguson and this is Sliding Doors, where I chat with inspirational people from the world of fashion and beauty about their sliding door moment. That is, the moment they took a chance or made a life change that led them to where they are now at the top of their game. Having founded my own fashion and beauty brand, The Elle Effect, I know that succeeding in these industries isn't easy. So I'm inviting the people I admire most on the podcast to share their stories, insights, and tips for turning your passion into a career. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Nice to see you. In this episode, I talked to someone who is a household name as one of the most successful supermodels on the planet, the iconic Miranda Kerr. Miranda got her start in the industry when she won a Dolly magazine model search at just 13. And since then, you'd be hard pressed to find a model who's landed more major campaigns than she has. She's worked with a huge amount of high-end luxury fashion brands and has walked the runway for designers like Prada, Balenciaga, Stella McCartney, Chanel, Christian Dior, Givenchy, John Galliano, the list goes on and on. Not to mention, she was the first Australian model to sign a contract with Victoria's Secret. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, of course. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. What I found incredible in our chat is that Miranda has always treated every job as though it might be her last. It's this humble and determined attitude that saw her put nearly all of her money into starting her own business where she is the founder and CEO of the hugely successful organic skincare brand, Cora Organics. In our conversation, her passion for health and wellness made it clear to see why she made the move from full-time model to skincare brand founder and what it means to have integrity in the beauty and wellness space. Talk about that work-life balance. Because what time is it? 5.14, so quick walk and then dinner time and then bath time. Bed, bath and beer. Yeah. I first came across Miranda when she was on the cover of Dolly magazine many years ago. I have been the ultimate fangirl of Miranda since then and I am so excited to chat with her. Miranda, welcome to Sliding Doors. How are you? Very good. How are you? Nice to see you. I'm so excited and feel so special to have you on today's episode and also just to chat to you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Of course. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It's been a while. I know, but I actually just received your new eye cream, so I feel like it was perfect timing to sit down for a chat. Good, yeah. It's a beautiful eye cream. It just melts right into your skin and it just sits beautifully underneath makeup. That's what we like. So before I get into the hard hitting questions, I like to do something called the fast five. So they're rapid fire questions. Don't think about them too much. I find the less that you think, the more honest the answers and we can have a little bit of fun. Okay, perfect. So are you ready? Ready. (laughs) First thing you do when you get up in the morning? Kiss my husband. Nice. What do you eat for breakfast? Celery juice. And then I have a smoothie. Nice. Three words to describe you. Silly, kind, heart-centered. I like that. If somebody was to play you in a movie, who would it be? Maybe Lily Collins. We have a similar shape face. Yeah. Yes. And she's amazing. I like that one. Yeah. Lastly, do you have any hidden talents we don't know about? Um, I like to sing, but 
Maybe people know about it because I did do that song with Bobby Fox. I love this. Yeah. I did not know. So I'm going to take that as a hidden talent. Yeah. That's okay. a good one. <laughs> okay. So we normally start chatting about where you kind of grew up and if your parents were a big influence on you. Yes. Where did it start for you? So I grew up in a little country town called Gunnada, yeah, which is near Tamworth and it's the country music capital. <laughs> of Australia. So I grew up with a lot of, uh, yeah, of Australia. Grew up with a lot of country music and my grandparents had a farm. So I grew up spending a lot of time on the farm yeah. and my grandpa had an organic vegetable patch and that's where I learned the importance of like growing organic vegetables and my grandma taught me to cook from a young age and yeah it was just so wonderful to have that experience and to be surrounded by my aunts and uncles and cousins and Family. we just had each other and there was something that my grandmother had which was like this door open policy and we grew up with not having very much like my parents actually bought the cheapest house in like this little small town and they rebuilt it and like re remodeled it and, and whatnot. Yeah. And it just, what made me feel so good is that you understand that you actually don't need much if you have that kindness and that love and that respect for each other. I love that. Yeah. I feel like I've been a fangirl of yours since the Dolly Comp way back when. Uh, and I'd really love to know how you went from the fashion industry to becoming a beauty brand founder, because you were one of the first who pivoted from modeling full-time to going into the beauty industry. How did that come about? And were you always interested in skincare? Well, it's interesting because if I look back, there were a few things that influenced me and it was when I was a lot younger. So my mom, when I was 16, she was diagnosed with cancer in her spleen. So as a family, we had to go through all of our household products, everything from like packaged goods that maybe we were eating. Yeah. We were looking at cleaning products. We were looking at hair care, skincare, everything. And we were just really surprised to see some really toxic ingredients that What's were in them when you yeah. actually read it you kind of like read it you're like Ooh. it's scary yeah and then we had this little book called the chemical maze and the chemical maze just really simplified these ingredients maybe some of the ingredients were numbers so they weren't even written like yeah. and it was interesting because it just made it really simple easy to digest and it was like in this could potentially cause reproductive issues in yep. like long-term exposure to this particular yep. ingredient and we were just I was like wow this is crazy and so that really put in my mind like that quest for healthy products that were yeah. truly healthy because we then were reading all of the ingredients and a product was like oh it's natural or it's organic when maybe it only had one natural or one yeah. organic ingredient and that's what's scary when you read organic and you're like oh yeah it's organic and then you realize that they only have to be a certain percentage some products have to be a certain percentage to get that stamp on the front that's why i wanted to create certified organic products because when you're certified yes you have that strict certification that really assures yeah. that every I is dotted and the T's are crossed, yeah. so to speak. And that's full yeah. transparency when you're certified organic. Yeah. So when I realized that, you know, maybe something could be labeled natural if it was had one natural ingredient or organic, if there was yeah. one organic ingredient. So I was like, wow, okay, so I need to do more than just look for healthy products. It needs to be certified. Yeah. So when I wasn't really able to find anything that was truly certified organic in the market and results driven, 
I was talking to a friend of mine and this was in 2006 and I had said to her, I'm eating organic. Like I'm always about a balance because you can't do everything all organic. And it's like, it's just important to be informed and to be able to make an informed choice. Yeah. And for me, because the skin on the body is the largest organ, I was like, okay, I want to just put certified organic stuff on my skin. That's something I can control and I'm doing it every day, you know. Yeah. So she was like, why don't you speak to a friend of mine who makes certified organic essential oils and aromatherapy? So she put me in touch with her and then I had a conversation with her and she's like, wow, you should really make your own skincare. Why don't you speak (laughs) to my chemist? Why don't you see if it's possible? And that's how it all started. Yeah. And then we launched in Australia in the end of 2009. It was basically my passion project hobby. Like we had, even though we were in 300 stores in Australia, I had a great team there that was running the business day to day. And I was involved in the product development because that was my passion. Yeah. And obviously, you know, the marketing and whatnot. But when I got to... 2017 and Sephora were like, look, we really want to launch you in America exclusively. And we're doing this whole push for clean beauty. And you're like the pioneer and that it would be so wonderful. And I was like, okay, this is great. But obviously it's daunting because it's a very big step and it's going to require a lot of my time and attention and of course more money yeah (laughs) and I didn't want to take on another investor I've had one investor from the beginning and he invested five percent I invested 95 percent and that was how it was you know I wanted to maintain control yeah and have it be my vision and my passion and I didn't want anyone to dilute it. So I've maintained that even to this day. Which is amazing. Can I just say? Thanks. Is amazing. Is (laughs) incredible. And there are so many businesses that you don't realize so many people are involved in. So to be talking to you that actually has that 95% share is incredible. And hats off to you because it's a hard road. It's a really hard road. No, it is. And I put all of my, you know, time and money and energy into creating these products that are super powerful for you and clinically active and super healthy. And so I just, I wanted to maintain my vision and whatnot. So I basically, I thought, okay, I'm going, if I'm going to do this and launch in America and invest more money, then I better give it my all and be involved every single day and the day-to-day runnings of the company. And then... And it's scary. I remember saying to my husband, you know, at the time we were just dating and I was like, you know, this opportunity came up with Sephora and it's really daunting because, of course, I want to get my products out there. Yeah. But at the same time, it's going to require so much more of me. And he's like, I don't know what you're afraid about. Like, this is an incredible product. It's helped my skin. You need to get it out there so it can help other people's skin. And I was like, okay. And if it's sometimes it's a light bulb moment. Yeah. And it's in front of you. And it's like everything kind of is working, but it takes somebody. It's like your friend that said you should talk to a chemist and do it yourself. Mm -hmm. And then your partner saying to you, like, why aren't you doing it? Sometimes you just can't see it. And it's like, you need somebody like that in your life to go, what are you afraid of? Just do it. He was like, "Um, you know, what is it that you're worried about? And I was like, well, I'm just going to have to invest more money into this company. And that's kind of daunting because I've worked so hard on my career and I'm just going to be putting it all into 
this business. Whereas if I'm working for other people, I'm getting paid as opposed yes. to like paying everyone yes. else and running this yes. business. And being responsible yeah, and accountable. And it's different when you put that real boss hat on, you know what I mean? You can yeah. be involved and hire people to take the right positions. But when you actually decide to, you know, step sideways almost from the security that you have in one career yeah. and you're accountable. That's the other thing. You're the person. For so many people. And if something goes wrong, it's you, Yeah, exactly. you know, like it's a real, it's, it's quite scary. And for me, when I first found Cora, it was actually Noni, the makeup artist, Noni, that I, oh, wow. yeah, she was doing How my ironic. makeup. I know. And she, you know what's even funnier about that? She put the Noni oil on me. Yeah. And I was like, what is this? And she was like, you need it. It makes you glow. It's going to fix your skin up. And I kind of was like, okay, clean beauty. It wasn't results driven. I felt like right at the beginning, it had this stigma that if it was clean, it wasn't going to work. Yeah. And as soon as I started using that oil, people would say to me, what is on your skin? And it was that oil. And it was really funny. Yours was one of the first brands that I used that I actually was like, you can do clean and still get results. Yes. So was that something that was really, really important right back at the beginning that it was very much result driven for you? Yes. And that's why we spend so much time developing the products Sometimes it takes, on average, about two years per product because what happens is we do not only the stability testing and all of that, and obviously the testing on myself to make sure I'm happy with it, but then we go into consumer studies and clinical trials to really make sure the product is as efficacious as it can be and results driven otherwise I don't want to use it on my skin why would I want to no. let anyone else use it on theirs like I don't want to just put something on because it's healthy I want it to be super active yes and do you think that's where it happens with you when you're making new products is it out of a, a need that you have like where did the the new under eye cream come from yeah I feel like we started with our eye oil which is super Oh, yeah, powerful. with the little roller. Yeah, it's got the yeah, rose yeah, yeah. quartz rollable. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting because same with our, we started with the face oil and now we have our turmeric glow moisturizer. Yes. And so they work on a different, like the molecules are different sizes. And so to put your moisturizer first and then the oil on the top is the way that they're supposed to be layered and the ingredients should work synergistically together. Yeah. So when I was developing this eye cream, because I love the eye oil and how it kind of just is so nourishing and brightening, it has coffee seed extract in there. It's very good. It's a little bottle, but it's mighty. Yeah, it's small and mighty. (laughs) And it has the kahai oil in there, which is um, a natural retinol. And I love the rose quartz rollable because it's so soothing on the eye area. It's cooling. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like you're giving yourself that self-love when you're like applying it. Yeah. But I was like, I would love to actually have a cream just like I have the face cream and something that really targets and strengthens that eye area. Yeah. And so we actually were looking for these hard hitting ingredients. And interestingly enough, kangaroo pore flour is very strengthening for the skin and especially the eye area. 
And that combined with kakadu plum, which is from Australia as well. Yeah. It's the highest source of naturally occurring vitamin C. This is the little beautiful little yes. jar. And I like the refills. Yeah. I got the little refill um, pod, which I thought was amazing as well to just even with sustainability and the way the business is moving forward for you, obviously, is really cool. It's for me, I wanted when I was talking with our manufacturers about making this product, I said, I want a beautiful glass jar. I want the lid to symbolize the crystal because all Cora products are filtered through and touch upon rose quartz in the manufacturing process. Can we talk about that for one second? Yeah. Because I didn't realize that, I mean, I've always gotten your products and I've gotten a rose quartz with it, but I didn't realize that the actual rose quartz is in the product from the beginning. Yes. Would you be able to just explain that for a second? Yes. So we actually have crystals like big chunks of rose quartz which are cleaned and then they're energized by the sun and the moon and they're placed in the manufacturing in the big vat so all of the ingredients touch upon and are energized with the rose quartz in the actual like making of the product so they're getting that energy i love that and then some products contain rose quartz like our our luminizer for around the eyes yeah yeah and then other products have other um an infusion process with other crystals like the turmeric glow moisturizer in addition to the rose quartz it also has a citrine filtration process so the citrine is all about bringing abundance and love and then we have Uh, See, this is my whole thing with crystals, but we have a clear quartz crystal that is filtered through and touches upon the milky mushroom cleanser to bring about that clarity and that light and yeah, that cleansing for you. So I'm all about the mind, body, skin connection and how can you nurture your mind, your body and skin with every product that you use, of course, and These tools like crystals have been useful in my life. Aromatherapy has been useful in my life, like the use of essential oils. And then positive words of affirmation. Those three tools have been really instrumental in my life and something that I really lent upon throughout my travels or, you know, just to help me feel really good and feel really balanced. So I wanted to incorporate those three aspects into these products as another added layer. But first and foremost, it has to be clinically (laughs) active and certified organic. So, yeah. I'm so impressed with your amount of knowledge. And I mean, it's amazing to have the level of just business smart and knowledge and awareness. Did you study? Did you, what, how did you do it? Because I mean, you were so busy. I mean, Victoria's Secrets, Dior, like, everything. How are you juggling it all? Yeah. So (laughs) thank you for that. That's such a big compliment. I feel like I'm learning every day and I will be continually learning and growing and evolving every day till the day I die because I just love learning, especially about health and wellness. And I think that they're all interconnected. Yes. And so the way you think affects the way you feel, affects the way you look and what you eat affects the way that you feel and everything. So it's all interconnected. And I'm very much about that. Yeah. When it comes to studying nutrition, so I studied um, by correspondence in Australia and then I also studied in New York at Integrative um, Nutrition where it was further deep diving into that holistic way of life. 
Yeah. Even so far as like, obviously, like who you surround yourself with has an effect. And their energy. And their energy. And then like how you balance your life. And like if you're eating alone and you're eating really healthy and you're unhappy, like that's actually not very good for you. Like, but if you're eating and you're happy and you're enjoying the moment, and it's healthy, that's like an added bonus. But anyway, yeah. then I recently studied a course via Coursera that Stanford was offering. Oh, wow. And I thought it would be interesting because my husband went to Stanford. I thought it'd be funny to be like, hey, I did a course on nutrition at yeah. Stanford. And he was like, <laughs> wow, let's look at you. I'm so proud. <laughs> so, yeah. I love that. Health and wellness is really my passion it lights you up you can see when you start talking about it you light up it's it's really nice but it's just the business thing I find so amazing because when you are so involved and and in it you have got to wear so many different hats and it's really challenging to be able to navigate that when you've never started your own business before yes and so it's really important to say like hey I don't understand that what do you mean? Or I don't understand what that term is. Or and I feel like that's scary. I yeah. feel like as a as a woman and in business and almost as an Australian, sometimes I feel like we don't ask for help. Mm. Did you find that hard? It was very hard for me in the beginning, but actually, watching my husband and the way he is with his business, really, he was the one that encouraged me to reach out to people and be like you know what? People actually like to help. They like to (laughs) offer their advice on certain situations. And if you don't know, just ask. Like, yeah, people... It sounds so easy, but it's so hard. It was so hard for me in the beginning. I was like, really? (laughs) I didn't want to waste anyone's time because time is just so valuable and everyone is so busy. And I just didn't want to bother them I know you kind of don't want to bother yeah I was like I can figure it out do you have a mentor um I just from a mentor perspective I just feel like I really bounce so much off my husband yeah from a business perspective he obviously is so knowledgeable and so intelligent and he also has a different perspective to me, which is really refreshing because I have yeah. a different set of ideas yeah. than what he has. I mean, we come from very different backgrounds yeah. and all of this health and wellness stuff that yeah. comes naturally to me and kind of like the way I grew up, it didn't for him. So he sometimes is like, oh, simplify, simplify. Like that's yeah. like a lot. Like, come on. I <laughs> like know? that. That's good though. They ground you. Yeah. If you've got a good partner, they, they can be the most honest, which can be brutal. But it's great. But it's good. The right one is, is good to have. Yeah. So thinking about that and just asking questions and learning, have you ever suffered from something called imposter syndrome? Yeah. I think that everyone does being human, even like in every aspect, like, I remember my first modeling job, I was like, oh, like, did they make a mistake? Are they going to be like, oh, sorry, you got to go. Like, what are you doing here? Like, I was like, okay. And then like, when I started working with Victoria's Secret, I was like, oh, everyone was like, wow, like Victoria's Secret. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I just don't really feel like I'm meant to be how? here. How? Like, how, how did this happen? I don't know. And like walking You're down. You're Miranda Kerr. How and, like, did that happen? Running down the 
runway, walking down the runway, and I'm like, well, what is going on in my underwear? Like, what? <laughs> so, of course, like, I've had those thoughts multiple times. Yeah. Like, all the time. And I just think it's really important in those moments to just kind of be in the moment and be like, hey, this is where I am. Yeah. And this is what I'm doing. And I'm just going to enjoy this moment and not take myself too seriously. Yeah. That was back then. And then now, running my business, I just feel like, trying to get the right team around me and find people that are in their strength. Yeah. Because obviously I have to interview everyone. And like, I remember I was interviewing for an accounting role and I remember this accountant was recommended to me, like finance person. And and I was like, well, what are your passions? Like, are you really interested in numbers? Like you obviously must have passion for that. She's like, actually, no, I actually don't like numbers. And I was like, oh, red light. Okay. Why would you want to work in accounting if you're not passionate about numbers? So I like to find people in my team that are really in their passion. And I have a great accounting team that really love numbers. They like math. They like like doing doing that. So like I want everyone in my team to really be feeling their best and to be like, playing at their strengths as opposed to trying to be something that they're not like doing it just because it's a job like I want someone and it pays the bills yeah yeah, I want someone who's like you know they love it they love even if it's not theirs they thrive on it yeah they really enjoy like you know in sales they're like really good with people and like yeah yeah so finding the right team is obviously very important because I couldn't do this on my own and I'm just so grateful to have a wonderful team both here in America and in Australia that help support me but it is really important to find the right people and the people that are aligned with your vision as well as being in their passion you know and just good people yeah I feel like when you find good people you've got to keep them around you because they lift you up it's very important you lift each other up that's the most important thing that's very true I guess um, people see this amazing brand and they see you and they think, you know, oh my gosh, that's amazing. It looks so good. But what they don't see is the unseen sacrifices that you have to go through to build the brand and even your personal brand. I mean, Cora is incredible, but also your personal brand, they both complement each other. What are some of the unseen sacrifices that you had to go through to, to kind of get to where you are now as a leader? Well, Back when I was modeling, I was working, you know, at least six days a week. I was only having Christmas holidays for like maybe 10 days to two weeks max off a year. Yeah. And I missed all my friends' weddings, like my best friend's weddings and like the birth of their children and like all of these, you know, their 21st birthdays. Like I missed so many of those celebrations because my job, I felt at the time was so short-lived and I had to embrace it and enjoy it while I could. But little did I know that I would still have the opportunity to be modeling now, like 25 years later. Which is amazing. So it's like, so I still, you know, I'm very selective with what I do, but I still have a contract with Louis Vuitton. Yeah, amazing. And a couple of other people, but my focus day-to-day is obviously on Cora. Yeah, but it's incredible to still be like working and still be so relevant. You know what I mean? I think you're somebody that pivoted along the way and has always stayed extremely relevant and somebody that you aspire to be like. Oh, thank you. 
So wellness obviously is such a huge part of your life. It was, you know, from where you started to where you are now. Yeah. What are some of the ways that you incorporate wellness into your home life? Are there certain things that you're doing to really bring wellness into your space? Yeah, so many. I could talk about this for maybe an hour. (laughs) (laughs) We're good with that. You know what was funny? There was a couple that we had in common and one was the alkaline water filter. And I don't know if you've heard of Kangen water. Yeah. I I grew up with the woman saying every morning would turn the tap on and she'd be like, Kangen water, 9.5. And when I read your notes, I was like, there's very few of us that know that voice. That understand that voice. Yeah. Yeah. But then I found out that there was a better water filtration system and I've got it now on the house. So the whole house yep. has the water filtration system so that when wow. the kids take a bath, they can drink oh, the water. Because like, yeah. every, you know, it all gets absorbed into the skin. And like, yeah, we could talk for a long time on yeah. <laughs> um, water filters, but I do think it's a good investment to invest in a good water filter, even if it is just on the tap that you're drinking from. Yeah. But if you can invest in one for the whole house, it's great. I mean, I love, for me, it's been a life changer to have celery juice every morning, like cold-pressed celery juice. So invest in a cold-pressed juicer and a blender. I make a great smoothie and it has in it like spirulina, dulse, barley grass powder, blueberries, fresh orange juice. It's funny when you say the things um, like spirulina and stuff, they're the things I grew up on and they're the core things. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's a lot of buzzwords that go around in the wellness space, but at the core of them, they're often the ingredients that have been there for years, for and, years, years and years and years. Mm-hmm. I remember reading an article when I worked at General Pants that you were eating the goji berries. Yeah. So I went out and bought goji berries and I was like... That's so cute. <laughs> it just was funny. The other thing that I um, was also familiar with was that in Malibu, in your Malibu house, you have something that turns off all the Wi-Fi and all the power when everybody sleeps. Oh, yes. Which I thought was super interesting. Can you tell us about that? Because I was like, I need to get something that turns everything off because you don't think about it when you sleep. Yes. Well, that's in my Malibu home that I got before I was married to Evan. So he doesn't let me do that here. (laughs) (laughs) But in Malibu, I actually had a guy come in and install these little switches that I could actually just press to turn off all of the Wi-Fi, all of everything except for the refrigerator, basically. Yeah, which is amazing. So it was like being in a tent with a refrigerator, like from an energetic standpoint. Yeah, which probably makes your body a little bit more regulate. And also you like without, because especially my home in Malibu, without having many houses near me, it's just kind of like it's just you and your property and the, you know. And then the refrigerator and in the, in the kitchen. Just keep <laughs> because that's what it. you need. I mean, yeah. I just, I really, as much as I can, I like to kind of be putting my feet in the grass or doing things that the are water. just like, or in the water, doing things that are very in harmony with nature. Yeah. Do you miss Australia? Yeah, miss coming a lot. Back here? Definitely. Yeah. We came back. For Christmas last year during COVID and we were there with my grandparents because they were both really sick. So it was just so precious to have that time back, like to have that time with them and to have like four generations under one roof. All together. Yeah, it was really special. What's next for you? What are you working on? What's the next dream? What's the next goal? 
Oh, wow. So basically we have like um, so many more products that I'm working on for Cora. Like we have our yeah. five-year product innovation plan and whatnot. And just continuing to grow and evolve the brand internationally. Right now we're in 30 wow. countries in like brick and mortar, you know, yeah. like in actual physical stores, but we ship to 120 countries. Wow. We also just committed to becoming climate neutral in 2021 and beyond. Oh, wow. So Amazing. moving more towards like glass packaging and refillable options. Yeah. Because if everyone does their little bit, it makes a big difference in the in the long run. So that's true. Working on that and also balancing the mom life, <laughs> wife business. You All know. of the above. Yeah. Are you still working with, you said Louis Vuitton. What are some of the other brands that you are, are still working with or have like loved? I mean, Victoria's Secrets, when you did that, it was like, I think I had every magazine that you came out in when you did that. It was everything. Yeah. But what are some of the other brands that you've loved working with or are continuing working with now? So now I'm working with Universal Home and I've created my own home line. That's a licensing deal that I've done with them. So it's, it's not amazing. mine, but I was able to have full creative control. Which is cool. Well, almost full creative control. We had a few discussions <laughs> about what it yes. should be and what it shouldn't be from their history and knowledge of the industry and obviously my passion. And then we have some limitations because we want to yeah. make it affordable luxury as well. So it's been fun to be able to creatively have that outlet and yeah. to be able to bring those visions to life because I love, because I mean, I design all the packaging for Cora as well. So it's beautiful. It's you. very beautiful. So it's like from a creative standpoint, I really love that. So the first collection I did with Universal was called Love, Joy, Bliss. Yep. And the next collection is called Tranquility. I like that. And it will just be a further extension, but I think it's a little more elevated and a little more modern and a little more sexy than the first. Oh, fun. So, yeah, I hope people like it. Yeah. And then I have my teacups, you know, the Royal Albert, Miranda Kerr teacups. Yes, I love those. Yeah. I love those. I got one of your dishes the other day with the delivery and it's beautiful. Mm. I feel like that's just great because you, you always seem to love your teas. So it's kind of quite, it's them. nice to work with brands that are very real to and, you. You know yeah, what I mean? And you're following your passion. And are you still doing, um, much catwalk? Not, not really at the moment. I'm trying to think when my last catwalk show was, but it's not really like it's kind of yeah something I feel like it's evolved. It's yeah, it's fun though. There's not really much time to to add that to, be to the rest the of everything else that you're doing. <laughs> yeah. With saying that, who's your biggest inspiration? Well, I have just been inspired, obviously, by my grandma. She has something that. From a young age, I just adored her and she had this grace about her. She taught me yeah. to like lead with my heart. She taught me generosity of spirit. She taught me how to cook. Basically, she's the one that said like, when you have children, it's so important that you have them in a really consistent routine. And when she said that, yeah. I was like, oh, like whatever. <laughs> but it's true. They thrive on like like my children have like a consistent routine and they yeah. obviously you have flexibility around that, but they really thrive on that routine and that consistency. And my grandma always yeah. had that generosity of spirit where everyone was always welcome and 
and everyone would always come in, sit down, love, have a cup of tea. And it was just I love that. so nice. I love that that's the teacups. Yeah, that's, I love the teacups come from my grandma. Yeah, the I crystals fascination come from my grandpa because my oh, grandpa wow. would bring home these big geode crystals because he was a house mover and he would literally physically oh, have to earth. move. Yeah, move houses yeah. from like that are rooted in the earth like dig them up and so he'd find these big geode crystals he'd bring them home for my grandma she wasn't that fussed with them so she stored them underneath our willow tree as kids that we would climb up and I was like wow these are little gems and jewels and it wasn't until I was a bit older on a family vacation I think in Byron Bay where I passed a crystal store and I was like oh my goodness all these crystals have different purposes and like uses and and then I learned more about crystals and yeah, I so love that. I was also super inspired by my own mother because, you know, not only is she kind and wonderful and a wonderful mother, she also worked basically, she's always been a bit of a workaholic. Yeah. She's had her own company. Um, so she is someone who she pretty much could do anything she put her mind to. And I she taught that. me that you can do anything from when I was little. She's like, you can do anything as long as you put your mind to it and you're a good person and you're kind, you work really hard. And she used to always say to me, let your little light shine, which is like, you know, let your light and shine your light to the world and like let them see your heart basically. And she had it embroidered in a little pillow for me. I love that. And so she definitely has inspired me. And I always felt very loved by my mother, even though she was working a lot. So it was important for me to understand from a young age the importance of work ethic yeah, and that my children understand that both of their parents are working, they're both working on their passions. And I feel like I actually, and my mum would say this, I do a better job balancing it because I've actually had the opportunity to like balance it, my work life, mum life balance. And I just love spending time with my children. They're a huge source of inspiration to me, like seeing the world through their eyes and like the curiosity and the, you know, their little laughs and like, it's just. And it's very authentic. It's very real. Yeah. Their their view on life hasn't been, they haven't seen what we've seen. Yeah. It's very, it's nice. It's refreshing. Yeah. So a lot of people that listen to this podcast are, taking a leap of faith into their next journey or their next chapter. And I always like to ask our guests for some advice that they would give for somebody that is facing, you know, that leap of faith. So what would you say to somebody that's about to start their own journey for themselves? Like really listen to your own intuition, really listen to your gut, because so many people have different opinions on things, but if you have a passion and you have that resilience, you can make it happen. And it is about having that passion and knowing that it doesn't happen overnight, but you just have to take one step at a time and work at it and have that resilience and, you know, have that passion, then it will flourish. It's like a garden that needs watering all the time. And you need to be able to dedicate that time and energy to your business. I mean, my husband has a hugely successful international company but he's still in his office every morning at 6 a.m yeah working he's working at his passion and that obviously yeah he's there fulfilling his 
dreams, but he's so passionate about it. And so it's, I mean, every founder Nothing I know can is, take that. I feel yeah. like nothing can take, whether the passion is world domination or the passion <laughs> is to, to make clean beauty that has results. I think you can't deny somebody that is passionate about what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. So, so I think that this is the key, just like follow your passion and your intuition and it doesn't matter really what it is, but you have your, you know, your own unique point of view and it's important to be able to express that. Well, Miranda, thank you so much for your time today. I'm very grateful that you gave us your time to chat through your journey and just impart some wisdom on us. So thank you so much. Thank you. It was so lovely to see you and speak with you. Thanks. Yay. Sliding Doors is hosted by me, Elle Ferguson, producer Tina Matalov, executive producer Jennifer Goggin, and a special thanks to my manager, Camille Toulouse, for always being a fresh pair of ears on each episode. Listener.